Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. And as I've mentioned recently, during this time of the coronavirus, COVID-19, I decided until further notice to dedicate the Reasonable Voices radio program to reminders of how we Americans have weathered many hardships before and came through them stronger together. However, this is not a happy talk show that will ignore or deny reality. We are in a bind, but we have each other, I feel. So I invited, speaking of each other, my good friend, Tulis McCall, who is an actor, writer, producer, and performer. Her first one-person show was What Every Woman Knows and was produced at the Public Theater in New York City by Michael Moriarty and at the West Coast Ensemble in Los Angeles by Dan Lauria. Her second, Running with Scissors, Stories of Contemporary Urban Lives, was directed by Philip Proctor of the Firesign Theater. McCall is recipient of three United Solo Awards. 2015, Best Storytelling, 2016, Best Stand-Up, and 2017, Best One Woman Show. Tulis continues to host Monologues and Madness. We'll be talking about that later. Something's coming up streaming. And is the editor of the Front Row Center, a New York theater review site. And Tulis McCall, I believe the last performance I saw of yours was at the Cherry Lane Theater in an all-female cast of, in 2019, by the way, uh, let's let you say the title. It'll sound better coming from you. Well, yeah, it's uh, How We Love Slash Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't warn her about that. But <laughs> but in any case, it's all good, Tulis, and welcome to the show. Welcome back. It's so good to hear your voice again. Lovely to hear yours. Well, How are you doing? I, I'm doing, you know, uh, we'll share some thoughts, but mostly you. Okay. Um, I'll tell yeah. you this, when long before coronavirus, I remember people turning to me who had said to me all my life, when are you going to get a real job? But you know what? 
actors, we're always, uh-huh. you know, interviewing and auditioning for the next. Having said uh-huh. that, back to you. So I've invited someone I believe is having seen her perform. I always thought she was good from the radio shows, but when I saw her perform in New York, I just know this was an incredibly talented, energetic, and by and now, by the way, at peace with herself, Tulis McCall. I'm using her own words there. <laughs> to share with us some of her New York City life. Did I say that already? Uh, uh, well, oh, you know, God. because now... I don't know, Marcello. Uh, I forget it as soon as... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're now adapting, surviving, and thriving despite COVID-19, yeah. forging talent, yeah. personality, and character into public service while practicing social distancing and inner renewal. Finally, welcome, uh-huh. dear friend, Tulis McCall. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much. It's... um. Let's see. Well, I live in Harlem, so I haven't been downtown in over a month. Hmm. Wow. Have you always lived in Harlem? I didn't know that. I've lived I've lived in this apartment for about 11 years. I think I've been up here for about 15 years. Oh, well, then um, as long as I've known you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, because it was, um, it was what I could afford and still be in Manhattan. You know, mm-hmm. the, the rates have gone up so much everywhere that you just go, I'm sorry, you're paying what? Yes, I know. Um. And uh, I'm fortunate because I I live in a great old neighborhood that's changed hands many, many times. Mm. Back in the 30s, it was filled with Irish people. And then it was, you know, and then it just kept changing and changing. And now it's kind of a great mix of old timers and newcomers and things. But I live right across the street from St. Nicholas Park. So as I'm talking to you, I'm looking out at trees. That's a godsend in New York. Indeed. You know, usually you're looking across. (laughs) <laughs> to another oh, brick no. building. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have nothing to complain about. I'm very, very fortunate. Um, I live across the street from a park. I wake up in the morning. I look out at trees. Mm. Um, I have enough groceries. I I live by myself. I've got three cats. They all seem amenable to my being here. Yes. I realize they, they're in... I, they're in quarantine all the time. Yes, I was going to ask so, you about that. They've, they've they've got that handled. Yeah. Um, and um, I do odd jobs for other people, so I'm able to do that from from my apartment. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's uh, I'll tell you one of the good things is that I'm talking to old friends like I've never talked to them before. Mm-hmm. How That's do you going on uh-huh. a lot? with people catching up and going you know I haven't talked to so and so in two years let me this would be a good time to pick up the phone because I know they'll be at home yes that's right um, so yeah I I, I re, I've reestablished a friendship with a, someone I hadn't talked to in 30 years wow yeah. just out of life you know Mm-hmm. so that's a big deal it is indeed mm-hmm. I, I'm doing the same thing I'm calling people I wouldn't necessarily call not because I don't love them and think about them but because you know life gets busy and suddenly we've been slowed down you know what I mean Uh (laughs) we've Uh been we've been forced to take a breath and I have to say uh, you know it's not um, it's not that I'm the least bit forgetting the amount of death and chaos and illnesses and heaven knows in New York City and everywhere else and the doctors and nurses and all the medical staff are going through 
but it does force us who have the opportunity to pause and kind of review, you know, what have, what have we been up to and, and uh -huh. how did we get here and what part of it is our doing and so forth and so on. I, uh -huh. I, yeah, so I don't know. Let's start with what your cats are teaching you. Well, lighten up for a bit. What are you learning from yeah, your cats? Um, <laughs> well, you know, um, they forget being angry very fast. Hmm. They, they get into a fight, yes. and then they walk away, and everybody's in a little bit of a huff, and then they, you know, walk by the other person and, um, you know, just go, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah. Um, uh, uh. So they don't hold, they don't hold resentment. Yes. And uh, that's a, that's a big lesson, because, you know, all of a sudden one will jump on the other and just pummel the crap out of her mm -hmm. and then um and then go well i guess i'm done walk away yeah so it's fascinating also um you, you know the other thing as we all know just sleep whenever you can yes that's true just they just go i'm full yeah i'm gonna go sleep now but don't <laughs> worry i'll wake up and start chasing you around very short order um and that they're always surprised at things you know every day is a new day mm -hmm. that's all you know, what can I investigate today? What's There was a wonderful quote by Maya Angelou about, I've never seen, I'm so excited to see the day, I've never seen this day before. Mm -hmm. um, something like that. Yeah. But that's, um, you know, when they're hungry, they go, okay, it's time, let's uh -huh. go. And they're just very, um, there's no uh, agenda. Uh-huh, gotcha. With you, the cats. You so, know, go ahead, sorry. Nope, that's it. Oh, okay. I was just wondering, you know, what, one thing that has happened, of course, being in the news, I had to always watch news and stay up to date, but I've, I've always told my, my acting students and people I've directed that uh, you need to be reminded every 24 hours of any kind of updates of developing stories, current events, especially now, but you have to also know when to stop being addicted to it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, watching our president is so depressing that yeah. I uh, I started to wean myself off of that. Mm -hmm. And basically, I'm not hearing, I'm sort of hearing the same thing over and over again. Yes. So I'm, it's not, uh, I, I've just turned the stuff off and yeah. said, you know what? I live in a quiet neighborhood, which is also unusual uh -huh. in New York. Yes. So I'm doing a lot of not listening to anything. Mm. Um, because if something, you know, I, I work on the computer probably five hours a day. So if something happens, I'm going to get a notice. Yes. So other than that, I just go, okay. And it's a sort of, um, if you're in a situation where you can, where you have the privilege of taking care of yourself, mm. that that helps the world. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So we, most of the people that I know, are, are have the privilege of staying home. Mm -hmm. And so, what are we doing about that? Yes. Um, even if it's, um, you know, I wake up in the morning now and I meditate for an hour. Mm -hmm. I never did that before. Mm. What? Um, but I'm thinking, you know, this. I have to dig in there and see what resources do I have that I've ignored. Yes. 
So, in a way, it's a very Buddhist uh, sort of philosophy that as you as you care for yourself, you enable yourself to give to others. Yes. And, you know, we're all into that now. You have to take care of yourself and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a, I believe that's an ancient philosophy. Oh yes. oh, yes. To keep filling the chalice so that other people can drink. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that's our... Um, and I have a sense, certainly with my friends, that people are doing that. Hmm. That they're saying, okay, it's a month. What have I done in that month? And, you know, we most likely have another month. Yes. What do I, what do I want to say I did? Hmm. What do I want to, how do I want to emerge um, out into the world again? Um, so, so I'm, I'm sort of, and it doesn't feel like any of us are really doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's sort of the natural order of things. You know, you spend a month going crazy, and then you go, wait a minute. I should have this down by now. What do I want to, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah. It so uh, reminds me, now that you've said it, I'll confess too. You know, I'm Roman Catholic, and you're supposed to pray the rosary every day, and I certainly won't claim that, but I have done that in times of difficulty, because we all go hat in hand, please help me out of the mess I made. But uh-huh. uh, but um, I have, even before, uh, beginning this year, I started praying the rosary every morning. And I uh-huh. got to tell you, you believe what you want. Whatever your source of power is that you believe in outside of yourself, it's there uh-huh. and waiting for you to start your day with it. And now uh-huh. it makes a difference. It does make a difference. We are uh-huh. we are being redefined, and if we're open, we are redefining ourselves. And that doesn't mean not being yeah. what we were before. We're still both of us in the business, and we do what we do. But there are there are layers now. There's a, a different aura. What do you think? Am I getting too crazy here? Well, I, I think that's true for me. You know, the more, um, you know, it's all just so basic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. if you if you have a light, you have to stick it into the socket for it to work. Yes. So, connecting to the the powers that we cannot see has to start from us. Mm-hmm. You know, being open or fortifying ourselves with the rosary or with meditation or whatever, mm. because it. I you know I really believe that. It's all sitting right there, but it doesn't happen until we stick our light, you know, our finger exactly. into the light socket. That's right. It's, but that's, you know, we all get it about electricity. We go, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. And then you go, well, what about spirituality? And be, wow, well, that's, uh, we don't, uh, I don't know about that. Mm. Well, it's all the same thing. You can't have one without the other. Yes. It's yeah. just the exact same thing. So I, I completely agree and that we have this. You know, people are doing things like baking. Uh-huh. Um, some somebody was talking about a sourdough starter. Oh, Jake, Jake, Gillenthal. Uh, mm-hmm. I can never remember his last name. I pronounce it. I mean, uh, but he got a starter from somebody, and he's paying attention to it. He's making bread. Mm. You know, people are learning how to uh, cook again. Yes. Um, because ordering out. Is you just prohibitive, want, yeah. Even though you want to support your local restaurants, but you know people are playing games together. People are doing 
jigsaw puzzles. People are doing crossword puzzles. Mm. Well, um, so, so there's that, you know, there's part of me looks at it and goes, boy, I, I hope we take the good from this. Yes. And that That's we don't it. just, you know, rush out into the world like, like third graders at recess. Yeah. And for, you know, forget it all. Cause there's some valuable, I mean, I've made a list of people as, you know, I keep going, Oh, I should call so-and-so. I should call so-and-so. So now I'm making a list mm. and going through and go, Oh, who do I want to call today? Who do I want to call today? And I just said, okay, once a day, you know, take a half an hour and you're going to call somebody. Yes. I have a friend on there from eighth grade who I haven't talked to in probably 20 years. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I think everybody's like, you know, there's no right way to do this, yes. you know? Uh-huh. I don't have the responsibilities of, you know, I know there, there are, are couples who, you know, have three and four children at home. Yes. And the, and the parents have full-time jobs. Yes. How did that happen? And now they're also homeschooling. So that's a whole different kettle of fish. Exactly. All right. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We are talking to my good friend, Tulis McCall, in New York City. She does it all, actor, writer, producer, and performer, and, <laughs> and you know, and self-revelations. And so much is going on now that we who spend most of our life out in the public entertaining the public there are changes but we are discovering new things about us please stay with us we'd like to share more with you through our good friend today our reasonable voice today Tulis McCall stay with us we'll be right back and now enjoy watch fire music featuring vocal artist Julia Wade singing beautiful from her new CD Sunday morning Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Yes, the Lord is greatly to be praised. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and our Reasonable Voice today is Tulis McCall, actor, writer, producer, performer, 
of course, in the last segment, she answered all the questions I was thinking of asking, but that's all right. We're going to press on. I want. I wonder, you know, one of the things where I think we were getting, or at least made me think, uh, toward the end there, as we we are both fortunate to be able to work from home, even though usually we work very much out in the public. Um, uh-huh. what's, what are you discovering that's essential for you? And how do you get it? Um, essential, wow. Um, and well, one thing is, is helping other people. Uh-huh. So um, I have a bunch of different things. One thing I have is something called The Front Row Center uh-huh. dot, dot com. And that's a uh, review website. And I have about 20 different writers who fan out over the city reviewing, you know, anywhere from one to 10 shows a week. Mm. So what's happened is that um, we're starting other opportunities. For instance, every every day I get announcements of free streaming events, uh, theatrical events the, from the public theater to the Vineyard Theater, Playwrights Horizon, PBS, all all sorts and conditions, as as A. Milne says, of people offering things on online. So mm-hmm. uh, we publish twice a week, so on Tuesdays and Fridays. So on those days, or if you just go to the site, you'll see lists of entertainment that is um, free to the public. Mm. And it's really almost overwhelming. There's one that I dip into called, the, I think it's the 24-hour monologues because I'm a monologist. I love that. So mm-hmm. I can dip in there and watch different people. But it's astonishing how, be, because, you know, we when we're, when we're all out in the world, if you go to the theater and you're having a good time, you forget that there's other theater going on yes. because you're right in your moment. Sure. Well, it's kind of hard to forget now. Yeah. It's sort of like yeah. video radio or something. You know, you just pick a channel and you can watch something. So anyway, I published that and also I'm starting interviews with people who are offering volunteer services. I just did an interview with the Episcopal Actors Guild named because of its location, not because of its you know, uh, religious affiliation. Uh-huh. And they give grants to actors, and they've been in existence since um, 1923. Wow. And one of their first grants was to uh, Fred, Ro- Fred Rogers. Hello, Fred Astaire <laughs> yeah. and oh, his wow. sister. Yeah. They, paid their, they paid their rent so they could leave New York and got them train tickets so they could go out to Los Angeles and see if they could make it there. And it was because of the Episcopal Actors Guild. So they're doing a ton. And of course, you know, everything, you know, they're all satellite now. They're, everybody's operating from home. But actors still need, you know, still need help because yes. most actors uh, live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they get the show closes and suddenly they don't, you know, they don't have that paycheck or they're on unemployment or they're, you know, if they're out on the road, the show closes, boom, they have nothing. Mm-hmm. So so they need help. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that. And then I have this uh, streaming a show that we were doing once a month called Monologues and Madness. Yes. And that was the first Monday of every month, but then it suddenly wasn't. So it took us a while to find a, a wonderful um, technical producer uh, who has helped us pull the whole thing together. So last week, I think, was our first one, or a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, it's going to be on 
Thursday the seventh. Uh, it's going to live stream. You just go to um, YouTube and say YouTube monologues and madness, mm-hmm. and uh, it should come up. Or you can just go to the front row center. We'll have it listed there. But we're going to uh, the monologues are four minutes long. They're read. Everybody's doing it from their homes. And on Tuesday, we're going to have a special guest, Priscilla Lopez, mm-hmm. who was in the original cast of A Chorus Line. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, so she's going to be reading a monologue. And I've got a few others. Last week, we had uh, Bobby Robert Creighton, who was in uh, Frozen mm-hmm. and hopes to be again. And Angelina Fiordlisi, who's the owner of the Cherry Lane Theater. Yes. So I'm, you know, kind of extending my net i'm going to have some i'm going to have a woman from london reading on the 21st wonderful actor uh alex mathai and so we're we're spreading our wings a little bit so people don't have to be in new york Mm -hmm. to do this so Mm -hmm. people who said oh no i'm too busy it's like well guess what now you're not (laughs) um so we're doing that but actually a lot of people as i i don't know if i said this to you so many of us are busier than we've ever been. Yes. Because we're putting together, like for me, the monologue night, which took almost six weeks of work to figure out how to do it. I've invited a couple of actors and they said, Tulis, we're doing play readings. We're on podcasts. You know, we're still auditioning online. It's, it's crazy. So and all the people who are putting together all this entertainment that is free. Mm-hmm you know, crazy, crazy, crazy busy. So um, everybody's finding a way to give. And some of the monologues are about being in quarantine and others are just, you know, about being alive and Mm -hmm. having something happen. And the, you know, what the note of that is. Um, So we're going to be doing that every two weeks now. Okay. Until, you know, until we're on to a different adventure. Exactly. No one knows what that's going to be. Or when, yes. But you yeah, know, one the, of our the, readers is Sydney Meyer, who is the manager at Don't Tell Mama. Oh yes, uh-huh. which is a wonderful bistro nightclub. Mm-hmm. It has three different rooms that have entertainment in it, all going on at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, his uh, the owners are absolutely committed to keeping it open. So, mm-hmm. but you know, that's today. Yes. When we do start again, that's. That's going to be our where we go this time, you know. If it if it opens, mm-hmm. we you just know, don't know. Before we before we leave this, because this is all intriguing, and and most of it I knew from you before. But we're making you and I, but especially you, the point, and all of the people who are contributing and busily doing this online is that not only are careers adjusting to a new reality we hope is temporary but nonetheless we're learning lessons from it and it seems one of the lessons way up on the top of the list is how to give of our talent freely uh, uh-huh. to the world and that's I think that's a biggie uh-huh. but before we get too far from specifically the monologues and what you're doing give us the website of the monologues madness and and also the front row center right um, it's um so it's all Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. Uh-huh. The Front Row Center, all one word, dot com. Mm-hmm. And then Monologues and Madness is exactly that. It's Monologues, M O N O L O 
S A N D M A D N E S S monologues and madness.com. Okay. So you are you're casting people from all over the country? Mm-hmm. And tell us how and why and how it's working. Well, it's just people that I know. Uh-huh. You know. I have a guy I've known since high school who has a PR voiceover firm out in Iowa. Ooh. And I wrote him and I said, uh, Jeff Hedquist. I don't know if you know Jeff. He's got, it's just called Hedquist. That's the name of the business. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but he does radio ads and teaches seminars and, you know, on A, how to do them and B, why radio is valuable, et cetera, et cetera, voiceover work. Yes. Anyway, I've known him since I was uh, 14. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I got a hold of him and I said, you know, I want you to do this. Uh-huh. Because he did it before, but he, he happened to be in New York. Ah, I see. So, and then I've got a friend from Albuquerque who I've asked. Uh, I have three or four people from L.A. that I've asked. And I'm just going to, you know, keep on asking them. And as I said, my friend uh, who lives north of London. Yes. I said, oh, come on. You just have to stay awake until 11 o'clock. What's yeah. the big deal? <laughs> and so she wrote back and said, okay. All right. So now I'm thinking, you know, who else do I know? What, what? And I'm encouraging my, my readers, except, you know, they're all actors, so they don't want to give up their spot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if this show reaches people in your area, Sure. They can just go to either one of those websites and click on the contact button, and I would love to include them. So do you write the monologues, or do they come with monologues? The people who I ask, it depends on what they want. Okay. Last week, I had three people, Robert Creighton and uh, Angelina Fiordalisi and Sidney Meyer. They all read monologues that I had written. Uh-huh. Uh, but, for instance, Jeff Hedquist is going to bring his own, and Alex Mathai is going to bring her own. Priscilla Lopez will do a monologue that I sent her. So it's really, you know, I want to make it easy for them mm-hmm. and also, you know, let them know I'm a good writer in case they need something. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't hurt uh-huh. um, on that. And then I think Austin Pendleton is going to be coming on. Oh, wow. Um Probably the week of the twenty eighth, and not the twenty eighth. The first, the first Thursday in June. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Again, depending on everything. Yes. You know, this yeah. reminds me, and I do want to say we've we of course have talked about Austin before. I I okay. only met him in passing from time to time in New York. We attended the same restaurants and theaters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know he directed you. Um, in uh, remind us what did he direct you in uh, my one woman show it's called all in the timing it's yes. about being a woman of a certain age yes which we would know anything discovering about. what you know people look at me differently i look at them differently and kind of being surprised by the whole thing yes even when grown-ups tell you it's coming you don't believe them yeah <laughs> because they're stupid old grown-ups why would you believe them <laughs> And he's he's so intuitive. He's so uh, he. Uh, oh, he's he's just. Uh, I'm I'm doing. I'm taking a lot of audition courses online with different casting directors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So I've rehearsed with him. You know, we're doing scenes sure. from different plays, or I'm doing a monologue that I have not written. 
And we go through it, and a couple of times he'll just say, oh, this sentence here, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Which is something I had completely glossed over. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he said it, the whole it just the moved. whole thing the whole right. thing changed. Yeah, I went, oh my god, yes. of course. Yeah, he would say something. I was doing a scene from Doll's House Part Two where the the old maid slash nanny hauls off on. Oh God, I just lost what was the main character's name. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and gives her a hard time, and he said, "You know, this is very difficult for that maid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She's not used to talking like that to yes. her former employer." I went, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." So that changed the whole. Yeah. So he, he's just, and he loves a script. He loves text. Yes. Loves it. Loves it. Loves yes. it. Yes. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, our paths almost crossed it. Lanford Wilson was still alive, and I worked at uh, Circle Rep downtown. Mm-hmm. When Lanford left, and I left, and then Austin came in was the new artistic director, and I had met him before. But I, mm-hmm. what I like about all that you're saying, too, one of the other things I like about it is that one of the finest compliments I think I ever received, and I think it goes certainly out to you and all the people who are participating in your monologue and, and madness, is that actors want to work. They love the work. They uh-huh. love the words. They love what they mean. They love what they thought they meant, and then now they know they mean something else. They want to do it. And that they're coming together on your show, Monologues and Madness, is just, it's thrilling. And I, and I, and I hope we get out of this sooner rather than later, of course. But while we are in this, the fact that we are uh, doing things or you are doing things like you're doing and attracting the kind of people you're attracted freely uh-huh. to share with uh-huh. us. Tell us, what do you want us to take from this? Not just as as a working actor and writer, but uh, as who you are. What do you, what, what do you want us to take from this, this conversation? I think it's about really listening to listening to that voice that sometimes we forget to listen to because we're so busy Mm -hmm. um you know and i think for everybody there's a everybody in the world is making an adjustment yes i mean everybody so that i don't know poets call it that's you know still small voice or is what we were talking about the universe you know that that's that thing that guides you that says and we've all been guided by it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like I can find a parking spot in the middle of whatever yes. I just go alright work <laughs> with me yes it's just come on but then other things are daunting because I go well it's probably not going to work over there it's like saying electricity is going to work in this room but probably not in that room mm. even though it's the same house so I think it's trusting that um, connection and that it's unique you know it's always seeking good. It's always there to help you. Um, it's never about destruction. Mm-hmm. The, the, those are people that are not listening to it. Mm-hmm. So if you could just listen to that more and trust it, because everybody's journey here is different. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't have five children at home. Yes. Um, you know, but... There are people who would say, you've been in your house alone for a month. Mm. I would rather lie down in traffic. <laughs> so, you know, that's what is, what is it? Where, where, locate yourself and listen. Yeah. Locate and listen. How do you like that? I love that. I love that. So, 
and you should come on and do a monologue. Well, actually, um, as I was listening to you talk today, I went, how come she never asked me? <laughs> because you're in Washington. So I just all of a sudden went, wait a minute. I know an actor. I know one. All right. So, John, well, we'll consider it done. Okay. Well, I'd love to. We'll get you to. We'll get you to. You're going to write something. one for me? I'd be happy to. But I have a feeling you might have one up your sleeve that you'd oh, like to God. write yourself. Well, you know, you know, primarily, I'm. I'm a director, especially when it comes to theater. I direct on camera too, but I generally only act on camera. I've on I've done theater, but and in, and not because I'm begging off on the monologue. I would consider it an honor. I I I just don't do a lot of live theater. I direct theater and act uh-huh. on camera. But I know you can beat me up, and and you know you can say anything to me because you have. <laughs> That's true, and and you know, and I suppose I, I would I would be honored, and I will gladly. All right, so we'll put you in for the first uh, Thursday in June, presuming that's okay. That's how we'll keep going. Okay, theatrical Thursdays or something right. like that. Okay, well okay. let's let's end with um, talk, tell us again about Thursday uh, and the streaming and 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 how we get it. Give yep. us all the websites. The easiest we need. way to do it would be to. Uh, Go online and look and do YouTube monologues and madness, and then you'll come to our channel and it will say, "Okay, here's the next one coming up." And then you just go back to that link at six o'clock on Thursday, May seventh. That's this week, uh-huh. and then the twenty-first is two weeks later, and you just watch. Or it will also be we have a Facebook page, monologues and madness on Facebook. We'll also be streaming live there. And if anybody has any problem, you just go to our websites, fill out the contact me, and I can get you the information. Okay. This has been Grand Tulis McCall. Tulis, I'm Thank so you. glad we did this. I really am uh, on so many levels. I mean, just so many ways. So all we right. wish you all the best as always, and we will be in touch, and we will, you and I, we will work together on Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. All the best. Bye now. Thank you, Marcello. Bye-bye. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. When we first saw the best exotic marigold hotel, we were surrounded by a sea of blue hair. Not punk dye job blue, but the natural old age gray kind. And boy, did they love this story. Seven elderly Brits succumb to promotions of affordable luxury retirement living in India. Predictably, upon arrival, their accommodations offer less than the luxury depicted, setting the stage for a rich tableau of reaction, story, and experience. This film features prime British acting royalty. Dame Judi Dench, Dame Maggie Smith, Bill Nye, and Tom Wilkinson, to name a few. Not everyone may recognize these names, but suffice it to say that their mastery in the art of character would make utterly fascinating their reading of a dictionary. And... They have been given a wonderfully sensitive and comedic story to complement their considerable talents. Sure, the storyline of aging, hope, disappointment, staying positive, and facing death turns out older viewers. So, not about the young? Of course it is. Time marches forward and all can thoroughly enjoy contemplation of what is current for some and future for the rest. Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. 
Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando here with my pets and pet peeves, hoping you'll join me in a wake-up cup of coffee. Beating the memory lane crowd. Now that turkeys shop before Black Friday, it's not surprising that some media personality shows are rushing into 2013 year-end memories before it's even Christmas Eve. Most of us know memories recapture us and replay in the twinkling of an eye, an aromatic breeze, a squeeze of the shoulder, or in the moment of that burned taste after a fire. Faster than a mouse-clicked link, you're back to that owl in the woods. First kiss, wedding day, first shared Christmas tree, or moment of silence. Memories take us back to rain on a tin roof, our car driving us the long way home, an uncle's cackle, fireplace crackling, an aunt's knowing smile, grandma's special homemade icing, barking dogs, parents independently slipping a few twenties into your palm, and there you are, back at the beginning of the roller coaster ride, inhaling all of a teenager's unknowns, smelling the sweets before tasting the bitter, the sound of the wind and the chilly feel of snow in our face, blowing hair backwards and propelling dreams forward. Imagine Utah, Colorado, and Virginia easing toward cuddling up to justice and equality for all, despite some being drag-queened forward, kicking and screaming in their red boots. When friends share memories with me, I remember who, what, and why I celebrate in life. Mostly, it's lifelong friends, Lance and Pamela, Mercedes McCambridge, or newcomers, Boomy, Bill, Daniel, and Michelle. Chance meetings on the streets of New York City, like hailing a cab for Carol Channing, a chatty stroll with Colin Dewhurst, James Whitmore, and Tommy Toon, a gracious nod from passing Glenn Close and Tony Randall, quite literally running into Nathan Lane and Jack Lemon. Jane Alexander's thank you, an answered note from Julie Harris, telephone chats with Celeste Holm, book signing with Pavarotti, supervising Juilliard students during an invited-only rehearsal of Placido Domingo's Met conducting debut, and a moment backstage at Ford's Theatre with Rosalind Russell. The point is not name-dropping, or tears during Oscar night memorials, or even how much I miss Peter O'Toole, who I never met, or Mom, who I'll never forget. The point is, every moment is a memory in the making, and every one a reason for celebration, and tis the season every day, in every way. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.